Welcome back to Table Talk, the show about challenging your faith and answering the hard questions in Christianity. I'm Clay, your host, and I can't wait to see what God has in store. Welcome back to Table Talk with Clay. On this week's episode, we're closing out our discussion on prayer. Uh, But before we get to that, just once again, as we have for the last couple weeks, I just want to take some time at the beginning of tonight's episode and just talk about world events, right? Um, In the past two episodes, I'm sure you guys have heard um, me, me speak about, you know, the coronavirus and the current state that, you know, the world at large is currently in. And so I just want to continue um, that discussion by saying, you know, don't don't be dismayed, stay encouraged, continue praying for those who are, you know, directly putting themselves in the line of duty, our first responders, um, the, the people that are working grocery stores that are, you know, still shipping out food, still working hard, so that those of us who do have to remain indoors can do so. Uh, make sure that you're staying healthy as well while you're quarantined. I know it's really challenging um, both mentally and physically to stay fit while you're trapped inside your house, especially since we're getting on to almost week three of quarantine now. But keep your heads up and uh, hopefully this message finds you in good spirits tonight. And, uh, you know, maybe if you're not, it, it helps you get there. So with that, let's go ahead and start off on tonight's episode. Tonight we'll be talking about developing yourself as a disciplined disciple. So I want to start with the question. So listeners, what do you think a disciple is? In your own words, take a second. What is a disciple? Um, and from that, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So living like Jesus is is an imitation. It's a it's a transformation. It's not a transition, right? When when I say, you know, I want to be a disciple of Christ, when I want to be a Christian, which for those of you who don't know is a Christ follower, it's not a transition into a Christian or a Christ follower. It's a transformation, right? And the difference between those that I, uh, I, I want to emphasize is that every single day that you wake up is a choice, right? You don't start off the day and you transition into being more Christ-like. You don't start off the day and transition into a better Christian. And I guess, you know, we, we can say, well, I'm transitioning as a Christian. I'm becoming more mature. I'm in the process. And I just, I personally, I don't think that's right, right? I think it's a transformation. You are completely changed when you start having a personal relationship with Christ, right? And, and it takes, you know... One of tonight's really big, um, big verses is Luke 9, uh, verses 23 through 26, which talks about dying to yourself um, and letting Christ into your driver's seat. That means, you know, you're not making the choices along this path. This isn't up to you. You're, you're giving it all to Christ, right? You're saying, this is my life and I give it to you. And you know what? I'm going to take up my cross every single day, and I'm going to follow you. And so I want you as a listener to really, really consider, really think to yourself, what does that mean? What does it mean to, you know, when it talks about in Luke 9, take up your cross and follow me. What, is, what does that mean? Why does it apply to where we're at? Um, I know we're just getting 
you know, out of Holy Week, we're just getting past Easter. And for the first time, I actually watched The Passion of the Christ. Um, and I know some of our listeners who who've been Christians for a while are a little shocked that I'm just now watching it. But it really, really gave me, um, I, I guess, reinforced the imagery I had in my mind of just how powerful the crucifixion of Christ was, right? How vivid that image is, how insane it is, the, the torture and the things Christ went through, and, and how powerful and, and meaningful his love is for us. And Christ is calling us to do the exact same thing, right? A very, very vivid image from that movie that is still fresh in my mind is Christ walking through the streets on his way to Calvary to to be crucified, carrying his own cross, you know, struggling under the burden of that weight. And I, I think Christ is calling us to do the same thing every single day. You know, it's not going to be easy. And it's it's much easier and it feels much better probably to just drop that cross off, to ditch it on the side of the road and, and just to walk without it, you know. In a world of freedom, why on earth would we want to intentionally burden ourselves down with something that's cumbersome and and heavy and uncomfortable and and yet that's exactly what Christ calls us to do we have to die to ourselves so with that established as you know kind of the basis for becoming a disciple I want to ask again what you think a disciple is right I think or excuse me I want to ask you you know we've established what a disciple is let's ask what discipline is what is what does discipline mean to you and in my words, I think discipline is really what keeps you going when your motivation won't, right? Because a lot of the times I'll start a project or I'll start doing something and I'm really motivated at the start, right? I'm excited to do it. I do it regularly for, you know, a few days, a couple weeks, whatever it is. And, uh, and, and I wake up excited to do that thing. But after a while, it's not nearly as exciting as it used to be. And instead, uh, I start to, you know, maybe stop to do it or something else comes up and it skips my mind. And, and slowly but surely, my motivation for that particular thing stops. And, and I want you to think of the areas of your life where you don't have discipline, right? How do, how do you develop the discipline in the areas of your life that you do have it? Right. For me, especially during this quarantine, it's been really hard to stay disciplined with like physical exercise. And I'm a lifter. Right. But when there's no weights around and my only options are use a band or do cardio, it's really hard for me to be motivated and be excited about actually going and doing those things. And more often than not, I find myself just coming up with excuses to not do them and uh, distracting myself and getting busy and not. And so I want to ask you, you know, wh- where are you disciplined? Where are you disciplined right now? Or how do you justify not having discipline, right? I think we all do that. Um, but in order to develop discipline, I think what you need to have is repetition, right? You, you have to continuously r- repeat the thing that you don't have, right? So whether that's becoming a better disciple of Christ or whether that's being better at the gym, it involves repetition. You have to keep doing it. You have to set reasonable goals that you can obtain. And you need to remove temptation, right? If, you know, every time I go to the gym, I stop at Krispy Kreme afterwards, I'm probably not going to see the results that I really want to see. 
Same thing is applied to developing a disciplined uh, disciple life based around Christ, right? If every time I turn to temptations or turn to stumbling blocks that have gotten me time and time again, and I don't get that crap out of my life, it's just going to keep making me stumble and keep making me fall back. And it's going to discourage you, right? It's going to make it much harder to develop the discipline you want. You need to know your strengths and weaknesses, right? So if, if my strength is, you know, I am really good at developing habits, well, that's awesome. And you should, you know, use that to your benefit. But if your weakness is, I struggle with the things that I look at when I'm alone, well, maybe you need to set a filter on your phone. Maybe you need to get rid of some of the apps that are tempting to you, you know, well, whatever that looks like, finding an accountability partner. There's a number of different things and we can talk about that at another point, but you have to be able to do those things in order to start to develop your discipline. You know, and time and time again, we justify, right, not having discipline. So, you know, I have time, right? I can wait. There's plenty of time for me to develop this discipline later on in life. Or, you know, I'll start later. Or, you know, I'm too inconsistent for this. It's not going to make any difference if I try. So, taking that into account, let's go to 1 Kings uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. And, and this has to do with Solomon, right? And his dream and God's promise of wisdom. You know, Solomon is being blessed with... Quite possibly the most amount of wisdom in Scripture, right? The wisest man in Scripture. But, you know, even after being the mightiest king in all of Israel, even after being the wisest man in all of Scripture, you know, Solomon still fails. If you want to see that, go to 1 Kings 11, uh, verses 9 through 13, right? Solomon surrounds himself with temptations that lead him down a road of absolute destruction, right? So... Gradually, he starts to fall. He, he marries women outside of the faith. You know, he allows other gods into the kingdom of Israel. And at the end of the story, at the end of his life, he ends up worshiping other gods besides, you know, the one true God. And, and it's just evidenced time and time again throughout Scripture that if we surround ourselves with temptation, our ability to be, you know, disciplined drastically decreases. Think about, you know, Samson. Think about David. Uh, obviously, think about Solomon. All of these great figures failed at some point in their lives or completely failed towards the end of their lives because of temptations that they were dealing with. So you have to be able to cut those out. So when, when we're talking about, you know, well, what's the formula for becoming a better disciple? I'm going to give you a, a few steps in, in a program and... And we'll see where we can go with that. We'll, we'll do four steps, right? So step one, in developing your spiritual discipline, I think that step one has to be eliminating your distractions and your temptations, right? So, for example, I don't know if you've ever tried to study and watch a TV show at the same time, but let's really take an honest look at ourselves. How much more productive are we when we eliminate the distraction of the TV and focus on our homework. I know there are people out there who are really all about, you know, well, I need some noise in the background to work. Um, but I think the combination of like the visual and audio, you know, signals coming in while you're also trying to work for something, at least for me, is just absolutely chaotic. And I end up not getting any of my work done. 
So when I eliminate that, though, and I'm like, okay, you actually need to focus, you actually need to study, I feel like I retain more, I feel like I can, you know, more accurately recall the information uh, that I just went over, I feel like I'm learning more, and because of that, I think it's important that we apply the same thing to, you know, developing that spiritual discipline, right? When it comes to prayer, I need to make sure that I'm eliminating distractions, that I have a quiet place that God and I can talk. Not that I'm just praying in the busiest times of my life, but I'm actually having quiet time. Same thing with scripture. I'm finding time to read scripture, to dig into what spirituality means to me, to what you know Christ means to me and everything at a time when I can be alone, when I can really focus. And that takes us into step two. Um, and, and it kind of goes along with step one, and that's finding a place where you can be alone, right? Finding a place that is quiet and free of distractions. So, you know, whether that's a prayer closet for you, whether that's your bedroom with your door closed because you live in a college dorm, well, whatever it is, you need to find a place that you can consistently go to. Again, that's going to help with your development of discipline, your development of habits. It's finding a consistent place to go to where you and God can just be alone, Right, and, and I think sometimes, at least for me, that's where like quiet worship music or nature sounds really help me in prayer, um, just because they kind of help me hone in on uh, speaking with God, help me with you know sometimes the words I want to say, but that doesn't have to apply to you. You just need to find a place. Step three um, is just having a conversation with God. Right, we're doing you know absolute ground zero with prayer right now. So I want you to know that prayer doesn't have to follow a formula. Prayer is as simple as saying, you know, something like, hey, God, or, you know, hey, man, what's up? Um, I, I need help with this, or um, I need this, or I need to get rid of this burden. Uh, whatever those words are, you need to know that there's not a right or wrong word. Um, he hears you. He, he does. He absolutely does. Every single time we reach out to him, God hears. And he doesn't care if we follow a strict formula or if we just open up our hearts and are honest with God and are open with him, you know. And with that, if you really do need a formula for prayer, well, then start off by praying for yourself first, right? I know sometimes it can feel a little selfish. It can feel a little rude. But if you're just starting out for praying, start by praying for yourself right? Pray for your needs. Start to develop the discipline. Um, pray that, you know, God would help you with what you're dealing with. Pray that, you know, he would forgive you for what you messed up with for the day. Pray that, you know, the burdens that you're struggling with, he would take on and he would help you deal with and he would guide you through. And, and once you start to develop that, you know, uh, I think God opens doors and makes you a little bit more comfortable in prayer to where you can start to pray for other people as well. Um, and, and, you know, it doesn't just have to be about, well, these are my needs. Please, God, help me. You know, he's not a genie in a bottle. He doesn't just grant the prayers that you send to him. I think something important to do is to, to pray about developing discipline. You know, God, could you help me to develop spiritual discipline? God, could you bless me with wisdom in this situation or in general? God, could you give me discernment on what to do, what to decide, where to you know, where, where to go in college, what to study in college, what classes to take, literally everything. Um, and, and God loves to hear that from you. 
And, and then last um, is step four, and that's to repeat every day, right? That's where the consistency comes in. That's where the habitation uh, comes in of finding God time, whether it's the morning, whether it's the evening, before bed, right? You are praying to the creator of the universe, and all he wants is some of that time with you, right? The one who created time is just asking for a little bit of, you know, your time, which is really just borrowed time from him, to get to know you more and to to allow you to get to know him, right? He knitted you in your mother's womb. He knows everything about you. He doesn't need to have time with you to know every single thing about you, but yet he wants time with you to get to know you more. He wants time with you so that you can share your heart with him. And so, you know, you don't, he doesn't just have to know it, but you're willing to go out and share it with him. Um, and, and so kind of in closing for tonight, I just want to ask our more elder uh, prayer leaders and listeners out there, you know, pray for those who are just starting out on their spiritual journey or are just really starting to learn um, what God means, what God is, who God is, um, and, and how to really communicate with him. Pray for them. Um, and if if you're new to Christianity, if you're new to prayer, don't worry, right? It's not something that, yeah, you know, it's not something anybody's going to judge you on, right? But God does want you to, to do it, to do it frequently, to do it without ceasing. And so my prayer for you is that you would, you know, become more disciplined, that you would daily lay down your cross or, or pick up your cross, excuse me, you would daily pick up your cross, that you would follow God, and that you would stay consistent in your prayers. So that's all I have for this week. Can't wait to see you guys back here next week. We'll be starting off with a new topic and uh, a new discussion. Stay healthy until then. And with that, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I hope that you feel encouraged and challenged by today's message. And as always, we can't wait to see you back here next week. (laughs) 